From Kindred Church, your inclusive church family. This podcast is a collection of sermons from our weekly worship services in Durham, North Carolina. Whatever your background is, wherever you are on your faith journey, we hope this message helps you take your next steps in response to God's unconditional love. Well, hello and welcome to Kindred Church. It's so good to be with you. If we've not met before, my name is Daniel. I'm the pastor here. And if this is your first time to tune in with us, we're especially glad that you've joined us. Uh, Our scripture reading for today comes from Isaiah chapter 9, and we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 7. And it says this, Nonetheless, those who were in distress won't be exhausted. At an earlier time, God cursed the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but later he glorified the way of the sea, the far side of the Jordan and Galilee of the nations. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in a pitch-dark land, light has dawned. You have made the nation great. You have increased its joy. They rejoiced before you as with joy at the harvest, as those who divide plunder rejoice." As on the day of Midian, you've shattered the yoke that burdened them, the staff on their shoulders and the rod of their oppressor. Because every boot of the thundering warriors and every garment rolled in blood will be burned, fuel for the fire. A child is born to us, a son is given to us, and authority will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace." There will be vast authority and endless peace for David's throne and for his kingdom, establishing and sustaining it with justice and righteousness now and forever. The zeal of the Lord of heavenly forces will do this. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, today uh, we have a a special treat. Minoka Yance is back to preach for us. If you've been involved with the Kindred community for uh, much time, you you probably already know Minoka. But for those who may not, uh, Minoka Yance is an active member and and leader within our Kindred community. She is a graduate of Duke Divinity School. She's actually on staff at at Duke Divinity School now. And she volunteers her time for us at Kindred in a a wide variety of, of ways. She helps to lead our small groups ministry. She helps to lead our our host team that sets up for in-person worship. She helps to lead our in-person worship services. And on occasion, she preaches for us as well. And it's always a joy when we can have her here to preach. So I'm going to turn it over to Minoka now to continue our series, Honest Advent. What if Christmas isn't to highlight the joys of life, but to shine light on the darkness of it all? The joke in my family is that in the six years since my husband and I have been together, he has never received a gift on Christmas Day. Not even really a gift on the week of Christmas. And that's because he gets gifts in September, October, maybe even November. I cannot hold in my excitement when I have purchased or made a gift for him that I know that he's wanted. Therefore, he gets absurdly early gifts. And honestly, if I really think about it, it boils down to the fact that I do it because I need the joy. I need the light of goodness to show up in my often stressed and dark world. This is what the prophet Isaiah is reminding his listeners in today's passage about as well. In Isaiah, we quickly see that God's people realize that light needs to break into their world too. 
They're surrounded by violence and power struggles in Jerusalem after a long time of exile. That's the gloom that we hear about in the beginning of today's passage. But they are determined to break the heavens open by lamenting to God and asking to be saved. Isaiah responds with a word from God to the faithful remnant that remains inside the largely unfaithful nation. That word was about a light coming in the darkness. Not all was lost. Circumstances weren't necessarily good, but God was at work. This chapter in Isaiah opens with the word but. Cue all the the giggles and the snickers. But but is a great word in the Bible. It comes just in the right place. When God tells us something awful, God often follows it with a but and the gospel news. Advent can maybe be seen as the but that brings the good news to our world. It's not solely about the faithfulness in waiting, because let's be honest, humanity is not very good at waiting. But it's also about God's faithfulness in coming to us in a form of baby Jesus. Y'all, our lives are hard, really hard, and our sin is great, very great. And our needs are immense, so very immense. But God's love in Christ is greater still and is soon to arrive. This unconditional loving presence given to who we are right now is what will truly heal us. The love releases us from the treadmill of everlasting religious striving and invites us, as the author of our devotional series says, to a long walk on the beach with ones who love each other. And I guess for most of us, the unconditional love of God could be hard to think through. It's because there really isn't anything comparable in our world that is truly unconditional except for love. In the Christian faith, unconditional love often looks like the idea of grace. Grace is theologically defined as freely given, unmerited love of God. Grace may not always feel like a hug from God or look like those hashtag blessed t-shirts, but what it is is the opposite of shame. Shame tells us that we are somehow lacking and need to earn love back. Grace is the presence in our lives that tells us love is existent and is not withheld. That love is given and not earned. Scott Erickson, our devotional writer, he notes that grace is the invitation to be seen as we are right now. So Advent then is a reminder that God's love, and therefore grace, is the birth of Jesus, but also the birth and lives that we create on our own. How we choose to act each day is an outward sign of the inward love of God given to each of us. I know that I want to be the type of person that walks in darkness but knows this great light, and maybe you do too. Just like Advent does for our year-end calendars, I want to be a reminder in this world of possibility rather than gloom. I want Kindred to be the type of place for people, for myself, and even for our enemies that models God's unconditional love. 
And that's because this year, I don't think I'm just going to enjoy Advent, but I need it. I need it because infertility is hard, grief is hard, and watching the news is so very hard. I need it because Advent and its story speaks of a love beyond this world that came to our world to change it. I need Advent because I need a hope bigger than anything that this world can produce this year. What about you? This love and hope of Advent is the difference ultimately in the season of Hallmark and the season of Jesus Christ, in ourselves and our feelings, or in God and God's promises. Now, I'm not going to tell you to give up the gifts and the parties and the cookies and all the lights, but today I'm asking you to reflect on what is the priority for you. Are these things that I've just named fueled by guilt or maybe the need to, to post about them on social media? Or are they fueled by God's love in your heart that you just have to share with others, maybe in the form of a great coffee shortbread cookie? Or maybe that's just me. As the author of our devotional writes, love should break our inner being so a larger capacity of faith, hope, and love can be built. Y'all, we are loved by God in order to nurture love in ourselves, and that then propels us to love those around us. Does your life look like you are unconditionally loved by God? I say this about every Advent, but Jesus is coming whether we are ready or not. And I know I would prefer to be prepared with space in my mind and my heart to feel the love and grace God offers us at Christ's birth. As this year ends, we look back to the past for comfort and reflection. But as followers of Christ, we also look forward to the coming of the one greater than all of us. So let us take time to get ready for the love to break ourselves and our world open. Perhaps part of being alive, being truly awake, means being in touch with a deep sense of how much we actually need God's love in our lives. So if you feel the darkness, if you are weary and need rest, if you mourn and long for comfort, if you feel worthless and wonder if God even cares, if you sin and need a savior, this love shown in the light of Advent is for you. If you hear nothing else that I say today, please hear this. The love that I am talking about is not something that you or I deserve. We just receive it. God's not asking you to deserve Jesus's birth. God's just asking you to receive him. It's the ultimate gift that we get and we can never pay back. And I think that's really the beauty of it all. Even if my to-do list is never finished or my kindness runs out or my heart is weary, God's love is mine to know and to give to others. And as our devotional Honest Advent says, Jesus's arrival stands against the idea that if we do it right, we get access to Jesus's presence. You may think you are one who would be rejected by God if God only knew the truth of who you are. P.S. God knows you and loves you still. And that's because most of our earthly relationships 
kind of work this way. If you show up, post it on Instagram, smile brightly, then the, sh- the creep will be maybe shame that comes in. And we think that we aren't doing life right if we don't do all of those things. This shame can easily be tucked into our faith as well. The practices become not necessarily the remembrance that we are loved, but accomplishments to earn love. So this Christmas, let's accept with our empty hands of faith the overwhelming and unconditional love of God. For us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And maybe this Christmas, you, just like I, need to stop trying to save ourselves and instead let the Prince of Peace do that for us. Let us pray. O wonderful Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Parent, we are so grateful that even behind the darkest of nights stands the bright light of your Son, Jesus. Help us this Advent season to slow down and realize this. Move our hearts and our schedules to have more freedom to seek God in this time of preparation. Let us leave space for the love that you give to each of us to be felt in reality and not just known in a hypothetical. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. I thank you, Minoka. Well, friends, a few things here quickly for us before we go. First of all, if you're new to Kindred, I would love to connect with you. And the best way to do that is if you'll click the connect link that you see in the video description here or the the podcast description, fill out the short form and I'll reach out to you later this week. I look forward to to saying hey and welcome to you. Also, if you're local, we would love to see you in in in-person worship. You can get all the details about how to do that on our website. It's kindrednc.church. And finally, click the announcement announcements link that you see in the description here. That'll take you to this week's newsletter and and that'll keep you up to date on all the ways that you can be engaged and and get more involved with us at Kindred and and continue to grow in your faith with us during this holy Advent season. We've got a a lot going on, uh, lots of exciting things to to share. So definitely uh, check out the the newsletter. And, And with that, friends, remember that we love you and we hope you have a great week and may the peace of Christ be with you. Thanks for tuning in. If this message was meaningful to you, consider sharing it with a friend who might also find it meaningful. To support this ministry, to get involved with Kindred Church, or to learn more about us, check out our website, kindrednc.church. We hope you have a great week.